Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on the fan. As we continue to talk about this whole Aaron Rodgers Packers saga as it continues to play out. Getting you updated if you've missed out on anything from earlier today. Ian Rapport of the NFL Network tweeted out earlier today that the Packers uh, tried to trade up to take uh, Jefferson, who ended up being drafted by the Vikings last year. Didn't happen. They tried to trade up to get Ayuk, uh, who ended up getting drafted by the Niners. The Niners made that deal. So clearly the Packers not willing to give up whatever it took to move up, and the Vikings and Niners were. And then they ended up taking Jordan Love. And Rapport called it the what-if draft of 2020 for the Green Bay Packers, how things would be so much different had they gotten a receiver versus taking the quarterback. Then... Uh, after that was all said and done, comes word from A.J. Hawk and the Pat McAfee show talking about the fact that uh, while there was a report from Charles Robinson over the weekend that Rodgers wanted Goody out if he was going to stay, Hawk said that's not true. That, again, he was hung out with Rodgers and Bakhtiari and Cobb and those guys at the Kentucky Derby this weekend. A, a race that you heard here on the fan. You'll hear the next two races of the uh, Triple Crown as well here on the fan. But... He said that it wasn't about trying to get Goody fired, but, you know, he was not happy about Kumaro getting let go, and he was not happy about his quarterback coach getting let go, and those are a couple of things that kind of irritated him along the way. Meanwhile, we still have not heard from Aaron Rodgers himself anywhere to find out really where this is all at. Mark Murphy uh, went on the Packers' website, and he addressed where this was all at and said, yes, there is a problem. Yes, this is pretty much true. And yes, we have flown out several times between Murphy, Goody, and LaFleur to go talk to Rodgers out in California to try and make this right and get him on the same page. Clearly, that still hasn't happened. There was another report over the weekend that the Green Bay Packers have no idea what to do next to try and win Aaron Rodgers back. Like They're just kind of out of options. They, they've offered him an extension. They've offered him everything. And nothing seemingly is working, and he's pretty bent. On top of that, there was a report on Friday, I believe, that Rodgers was telling players he wasn't coming back. And he won't be a Packer again. So that's kind of where we're at right now. And as we ended the last hour of the big show, and we can continue it on here if you want us to continue to talk about it, 
Whose side are you on? Rodgers or the Packers? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. The Rami Show comes up 3-6 to this afternoon. I'm sure he'll be talking more about the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers as well. Let's go to Jacob on the south side. You're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Jacob? Oh, man. I am... uh... I'm so done with this already. Like, this is already exhausting. And it's just starting. It better not be. Um, Man, I'm ready to just... Well, first of all, okay. I have this theory. Aaron Rodgers is football LeBron. Meaning that when everything is going well, he's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. And that can't be questioned. And when things aren't going so well, it's any and everybody else's fault that things aren't going so well. And a lot of these previous callers in the big show just proved my point. The one guy brought up Seattle and how they did him wrong and Brandon Bostic. Well, he didn't fail to mention that in that second half, Rodgers didn't do anything. Or how about that against Tampa Bay? The defense came up with three interceptions and the Packers did nothing on offense after that. So, again, I'm not saying it's all Aaron's fault, but it's just sickening how he's absolved of any and all blame for any type of uh, adversity that the team faces. So, but wasn't it that man. way at the end of Favre, too? The people that were pro-Favre, it was the same type of way at the end there as well. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I learned 13 years ago. I took the wrong side, and I'll be the first to admit, I was an idiot, and I've learned from my mistakes. All these people that are making excuses for Rodgers, saying, oh, as soon as they get rid of him, we're going to go back to just you know a complete garbage franchise that's all the exact same things they were saying when Brett was getting ready to leave. So I'm just, I don't want to go through another summer of this. It's already exhausting. Like Sparky, I had to talk about Jake Kumaro today. Why in my lifetime should I have to talk about Jake Kumaro? You. I'm, just, I'm done with it. You. Here's what I do. What about us? We got to talk about Jake Kumaro. Oh, we were sick so of talking about Jake Kumaro when he was a Packer. And now we're going to have yeah. to talk about him even more, thinking he might be part of the reason why this whole thing is going down. No, I, I, I'm sorry for you, Sparky, but here's what I do. June 1st, they can spread out that cap hit over two years, which is what I think they're looking to do. I call all interested parties. I make an outlandish offer, um, and I say to even get my attention, I need two ones, two twos, and two two, two premier young players. And two premier young players on the rookie contract. Jacob, listen to this. I don't know if you heard this earlier. We did it in the uh, noon hour. There was an article out in CBS Sports uh, by Cody Benjamin. Yeah, Cody Benjamin. And what he did was he went through and basing it off a Stafford deal, the Carson Wentz deal, and so forth, the age of Rodgers, how good Rodgers is versus those two guys, what some of these trade proposals could very well look like for the Green Bay Packers. Now, he did them for the Broncos and the Raiders. Broncos' potential offers. Drew Locke, a 2022 first-rounder, a 2023 first-rounder, a 2024 first-rounder, a 2022 second-rounder, and a 2023 third-rounder. Do you do that? Well, see, no, I hear... What I was saying is that to get my attention, that's what it would take. So I would call all the parties and say, I'm trading them. This is what I need for me to even call you back. But the best offer is who gets them because I want them gone. And yeah. it's as simple as that because I don't want a summer of this lingering over the franchise. It's not fair to the fans. But see, this is the problem. Jacob, this is my problem with that. And this is why I wanted him to do it on draft night or play out the year and then do it. If you trade them now for picks, you're going to get that first year where they're going to be picking in the 20s, whoever he goes to. They're not going to be bad. 
if they would have done it on draft night and moved up to San Francisco or wherever it was, you knew then you were going to get a top five player or the ability to trade back in more draft picks and get another quality receiver or whatever. If you do it now before a season, before you know the draft order or anything of the uh, uh, of the of that ilk, then you're setting yourself up to get a lower draft pick in the first round. To me, it would have made more sense to do it then or now play up the year and do it after the season. Figure out how you're going to get Rodgers back in here for one year uh, under the terms of we'll trade you after this year, and in exchange for you coming in, we're going to give you X, and then we'll trade you to one of your five teams or whatever the case may be after the season is done. But this all has to stay on the down low. I don't want any of this leaking to the public. If it does, deals off. That There has to be something along those lines because right now, that that all three of those first round picks or two or however many you get, if it starts this upcoming season, you know unless he gets hurt, it's going to be a pick in the second half of the first round, probably bottom of the first round, where you are going to be picking. Actually, if he's gone prior to this year and Jordan Love starting, you're probably going to be at the top of the first round while they're at the bottom of the first round, more than likely. I mean, I, I don't know how many wins Jordan Love gets you. We haven't seen him play. Maybe he gets a ten. If I was guessing, I'd probably guess six to eight wins somewhere in that area with Jordan Love at quarterback. But you're talking about a boatload of draft picks. I mean, it's going to be bigger than Herschel Walker. It's going to be a it's going to be a deal bigger than Herschel Walker. And as I've always said, if Jimmy Johnson doesn't draft well in Dallas, nobody even talks about that trade. If those guys don't work out, nobody talks about it. But because they turned out in big time fashion and the way Jimmy Johnson was able to manipulate those picks, and then they went on to win Super Bowls. That's why that's such a horrible deal. So just like the, here, if you get a massive haul from Denver or from Las Vegas or whoever it comes from, if you execute and are able to draft well with those picks or maneuver those picks to get better picks or more picks and more players or whatever, and it results in a touchdown with Jordan Love, then everybody's going to talk about the Aaron Rodgers deal uh, and everything you got for him that sets you up. Look, I... Just look here locally. Look to the Brewers and Kansas City Royals deal for Zach Greinke. The Brewers unloaded their farm system and gave the Royals the opportunity because all of the players pretty much worked out for Kansas City through trade or through actually being on the World Series roster to go to two World Series and win one. Based on that one deal, the Brewers made the play for the big time vet pitcher, got you the LCS, never got you any further. The Royals won that deal without question, going to two World Series and winning one. This deal here for Aaron Rodgers more than likely will be very similar to that. Will Rodgers get that team to the Super Bowl? And with all these picks over the course of two or three years, will those players be able to help get the Packers to a Super Bowl as well? Charlie in Milwaukee, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. Sparky, I don't think I could do any better than what you just said about trading Aaron Rodgers because I'm one of those that have said for a while uh, to trade him for one very good reason. The three seasons before the last one, he was mediocre, and then he kind of put it together for the championship, but he still played kind of pissed off. You know what I mean? Sure. And the whole thing is, is that the last year for McCarthy, he sunk that team. I mean, he played with such dismay that it was it, it was hard to watch. I say if he wants to go, let him go. He signed a contract. If he doesn't want to live up to the contract, it's his problem, not the Packers. But get those draft choices. They, they're going to draft well, and they're going to do well with this trade. 
That's what it all comes down to. Goody just has yeah. to draft well. And if he drafts well, they're going to come out on top of this deal. But exactly. he but he can't miss. I mean, you you cannot miss. Whoever you're going to take with these picks, you have to either make work or if you take, you know, that first round pick in 2022 and you use that to package with your own first round pick and you go up and get a stud wide receiver or a stud defensive end or whatever it is that you're going to go get, then that works. That that, exactly. that absolutely works. No question. Thanks for the call, Charlie. Appreciate yeah. it. All I got to do, go to the Larry V. Tunsil uh, trade with Houston and Miami. That's insanity. That's the, the trade when it happened was insanity. But now you're looking at Miami continuing to utilize those draft picks and continuing to build that roster. Will it result in a Super Bowl? I don't know. But you're seeing them put the pieces in place and continuing to grow that. Were they bad for a while? Yes. Did everybody feel bad for Flores that he was the head coach of that garbage team? Yes. Does anybody feel bad for Flores now? No. Because they're going in the right direction. Now, they're only going to go as far as Tua, obviously. But you can see again this draft weekend. They continue to add more top talent and probably have one of the better drafts. And then you give them Waddle, a guy he played with at Alabama, to continue to build on that offensive side of the football. Miami doing it again off of not being that good, yes, but also off of one big trade that you got a lot of picks back. The Packers could do the same thing with Aaron Rodgers if, if they got forced into that situation. Mike in Oconomowoc, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Mike? Yeah, they don't. Here's the bottom line. You've got the best quarterback in the NFL leaving your team, and you don't have a backup. Somebody's not doing their job. Yes, but that backup wouldn't have to be a draft pick. That backup could be Fitzpatrick. Like Doug Peterson was the backup for Brett Favre. That does. There's no law or written rule, Mike, that says it has to be a first-round pick as your backup. Yeah, but that's still right now the position they're sitting in. Somebody did something wrong because your quarterback's leaving and you don't have somebody to take his spot. Oh no, you do. Jordan Love's going to take his spot. He may not be very well his first year, but you drafted him to take his spot, regardless of what they tell you in Green Bay. That's why you drafted him. But you look at New England, Mike. They draft. They they took Garoppolo. And Garoppolo was sitting behind Brady. Now, again, conflicting reports about how that whole thing shook, whether or not Brady he went to Kraft or whatever and said, dude, I'm sick of having him behind me. Like, let's let's move on from this. And then they got stuck having to move Garoppolo. And the story goes, Belichick, you know, was boys with Mike Shanahan back in the day. So he called Shanahan's kid Kyle and said, I know you're interested. Give me a second. We'll call it a deal. And he said, absolutely, I'll do that. And he did, and the deal got done because Belichick was hacked off that he was getting forced to trade him anyhow. That's how the story goes. So now here in this situation, who knows? I mean, if Rodgers wanted Jordan Love traded and said, you want me to come back, trade Jordan Love, and I'll be back, would they trade Jordan Love? I don't know. I mean, we're talking about, thanks for the call, Mike. We're talking about the story by Charles Robinson about firing Goody, which A.J. Hawk today on Pat McAfee Show says isn't true. If it was fire Goody or keep Aaron Rodgers, I'm willing to bet that probably half the audience listening would say fire Goody. Do what you got to do. Keep Aaron Rodgers. Fire the general manager. If it was trade Jordan Love and I'll come back, if that's what he said, I'm willing to bet 95% of the people listening to the radio station right now would say see you, Jordan Love. Toodles. Bye-bye. We're moving on. Right? Don't you think that would be something that they would probably do? I'll take it a step further. 
I thought on Friday, going into draft weekend, that they were going to take a quarterback or should take a quarterback in the second half of that draft on day three. Sixth, seventh round. Go get another quarterback in the draft to add to your draft room, to add to that quarterback room. I really thought that would have been a smart move. Not saying that you're coming in with the idea that he's going to take Jordan Love's job, but what if Rodgers doesn't come back? That's going to be the other part of this story is let's say this doesn't get done and they end up moving, you know, Rodgers in June or July. Then what? Are you going to go sign a veteran quarterback who doesn't have a job right now to come in and be the quote starter until Jordan Love is ready if you're not sold on him versus throwing Jordan Love out there and maybe embarrassing himself if he's not any good? Or you go, yeah, so be it. Jordan Love, you're starting. Uh, we're kind of throwing you into the fire here, but cross your fingers and hope this all works out at the end of the day. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to throw him into the fire if they don't think he can hang. I really don't. So my money would be on they're going to go sign some veteran quarterback that's out there without a job to come in and be the starter for a year or whatever the case may be until Jordan Love is ready. Maybe it's a half a season. And by the middle of the season, they're like, all right, we think Jordan's got it. Now we're going to go. Or, you know, you get off to a horrible start. You're one and six, one and seven with this veteran quarterback. And then you bring Jordan Love in because now there's no pressure. Season's over anyhow. And you let him play at that point. Maybe that's another way you go. Speaking of Jordan Love, Mike Silver from the NFL Network, Michael Silver from the NFL Network, uh, was on earlier this afternoon on the NFL Network talking about Matt LaFleur and how he feels bad for Matt LaFleur. Michael Silver, NFL Network, I swear to you. We'll play that for you coming up next. And I, I'm curious, do you feel bad for Matt LaFleur as well? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Do you feel bad for Matt LaFleur through everything that's gone on here the last few days? That's the question. You can answer it next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan on a Monday. I just have in the back of my mind. Earlier in the show, the first segment, was it Jacob, I think, just exhausted already about all this Aaron Rodgers talk. Guys, this isn't anywhere close to being done. It's nowhere close to being done. It's just not. And that is why I draft night, when we were doing our draft show, Gary and I was like, I'd rather than just trade him now and be done with this. Like, I do not want to have to go through this again. And it is setting up to go through this again. It's going to simply, this is how this is going to go. Every week, something else is going to pop on this. It could be something minute. It could be something big. But I'm telling you, every week to two weeks, two weeks will be a drought, where something's going to come out for some reporter somewhere about a spin or an angle on Rodgers v. Goody, Rodgers v. Murphy, Rodgers, the organization, there's going to be something every week, every couple of weeks, whatever the case may be. It's speaking of which, Dan Plucker, here we go. He's got, is this breaking newsworthy or no, what is this? No, not, not breaking newsworthy, but okay. a cryptic tweet from no. a Packers player. Come on. Devontae Adams no, tweets. No, nah, it's not the player I wanted to hear. Gotta appreciate what you got while you got it. That's a tweet from Devontae Adams. As I've stated before, and I'll state again, if they have not been massaging and nurturing Devontae Adams via phone or going to him to make sure he's good and let him understand what is going on, this is another catastrophic mistake on their part. 
Like, I don't understand if they don't understand relationship building or what their deal is. Maybe not. All right. So we've all had bosses that we've really liked, and we've probably also had bosses that we really didn't like, right? And what probably is the difference between the two? The bosses that you probably really don't like are probably guys that seemingly don't care for you, don't care about your family, don't care about any of your personal life, aren't trying to, you know, tell you you did a good job or reward you when you did well or whatever. They're just more interested in yelling at you 24-7 and or just not talking to you at all, right? Locked up in their office on cell phone or on conference calls or whatever else. Sure, that may be what it is. Then there's those bosses that you may really like. And those bosses that you may really like probably take an interest into not only you as the employee, but maybe you and your personal life and are right there to pat you on the back when you do a good job or to reward you for doing a good job or to show you how to continue to grow in the position and get you a promotion or a raise or whatever. Those are the bosses that you really like. The Packer front office is failing at this. They're failing right now. And I'm not going to put it strictly on Goody because I think this might have something to do with Ted Thompson too. It might. Maybe this was Ted's way, so this is the way Goody knows, so this is the way he's doing it. You're screwing this whole thing up by not nurturing relationships. That's what's going on. So not only are you going to screw this up with the quarterback, now the receiver who's in the last year of his deal, and I warned him this last week, Gary and I and Leroy talked about this last week about Devontae Adams. Somebody better get to Devontae Adams and make sure he's good because otherwise you're going to lose both of them. This little tweet here. This little tweet here that he just tweets out. If you can't figure out Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers, and that dude there, Devontae Adams, is giving you all indications he's out when he can get out, they both got to go. They both got to go. Toodles, you're out. You're not going to get the haul for Devontae as you would for Rodgers. Last year of his deal, you're not going to get the haul. You're going to get something, though. You'll get something nice for somebody that's trying to get to a Super Bowl that's going to take this dude for a year. Cap hit numbers is a non-factor with Devontae as with what he's got. A non-factor. Yes, Dan Plunk. Uh So a little bit more. Another cryptic post on social media from Devontae Adams. About a half an hour ago on Instagram, he posted a photo of a goat that is, like, barely hanging on by a thread, almost falling off a cliff. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's good. Stir the pot. Stir the pot a little bit more, Devontae. Just, if it's not bad enough, now let's have you throw your two cents into it to really get the Packer fan base losing their minds. Telling you, if they can't figure this out with Rodgers, and if that's where that dude's head is right now, he goes to. They both go. Bye-bye. I'm trading both of them, and I'm getting something for them. That's it. I'm getting whatever I can get, and I'm out. I'm not trying to salvage Devontae Adams if he don't want to be here. I'll get at least a first. Right? Don't you think they could get at least a first-round pick for Devontae Adams, Plucker, right? At least a first-round pick for Adams. It's the last year of his deal. Yeah, so you're renting him. It's a rental. It, I don't think you're going to get a one. It's a I rental. Don't. It's a rental, one year deal, and then he's out. See, the thing is, you have to you have to look at the other 
major wide receivers and the things that they brought back in recent well, memory. Julio the, Jones is on the trade block in Atlanta right now. Exactly. He's got a couple years left and on his deal. A couple years left. He's a little bit older, but that's yes. a second-round pick, and Devontae is much better than Julio Jones right now. He doesn't get hurt but as much. DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, that deal obviously was a fleece by the Cardinals. They took so much from the Texans in that trade and dumped off a huge salary with David Johnson. But that's going to be the deal that all of these GMs are going to go back to and say, we'll give you a starter and a second-round pick for Devontae. Because they're only guaranteeing the rest of this season. A starter and a second-round pick. Mm, maybe. Maybe I'd consider doing that. Either way, I don't want him if he don't want to be here. That's all I'm saying. So if he, he don't want to be here because Aaron's not here, then toodles to you too. I'll trade you too. Seriously, I I'll be the mad I'll be the madman as a general manager trading everybody. You don't want beer out the door, you go. I'll figure it out and we'll be fine. We'll come through on the other end of this. Larry and Stevens Point, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Larry? I whole, I wholeheartedly agree with you, Sparky, on on your thought process there because if those guys don't want to be there, get what you well, Rogers. He's at the top of his uh, game right now, so you should be able to get some decent picks for him. Kind of like Herschel Walker, right? Dallas, they they had. Get what you get from saying, and like you say, if Devontae wants to go with him, trade him as well. You know, let those guys go. Rogers should be kind of halfway thankful for them drafting Rod uh, Love because I think his play might have been halfway inspired by them drafting Love. You know, they kind of lit a fire under him, thinking, trying to show him that I'm not done yet. And I think that contributed to it, part of his uh, success last year. I've got a question for you, Larry. So when this whole thing went down with Brett and the organization, were you a Brett guy or were you an organization guy? Well, I I liked Brett a lot, but I did not like the way he was playing the Packers. I did not like that because I think when you get to that point where they get the wishy-washy like that, I mean, you, like you, you do have to, you know, draw a line in the sand and say we got we got to do something here. You just cannot, you know, and you need to turn. I think I lost Larry. Yep, I lost Larry. Larry and Stevens Point. Uh, checking in again, listening on that Odyssey app, a U D A C Y odyssey.com app. Uh, probably also listens to the Wendy's big show in Stevens point as well. Let's go to another caller in Stevens point, Dan, you're next uh, on Sparky's midday madness. What's going on, Dan? Uh, hey, thanks for uh, taking my call today. Sure. But um, yeah, so, I mean, just, just with this whole situation, I mean, we, we know we're, we're just getting started in this and there's a lot of hearsay back and forth. So, I mean, you know, the ground truth is, is, is somewhere in there and, you know, I think if we get to that point where, um, you know, the organization feels that, hey, we're not going to be able to repair this relationship, that they, they'd look to sell off some of these assets they have. I mean, to me, I mean, if, if, if Devontae Adams is in his last year, I mean, he's going to want to go. I, why not ship him to Baltimore? I mean, they've been looking for Perfect. a wide receiver for the past decade. Yep. I mean, let's, let's send him there. Let's get some assets there. You know, Anthony Amos, he's, he's another guy who could bring us back some, uh, you know, draft capital. I mean, you know, if, if we get to that point, I think, you know, we have no other option to, you know, ship off some of these assets and, you know, get, get draft picks and, you know, we rebuild. And, you know, the, the Green Bay Packers are never going to go away, but, you know, the players will. So, I mean, you know, you just got to look to that point where you got to figure out what's best for the organization. And then once you make that decision, you go with it. Yeah, no question, Dan. Thanks for the call. appreciate it. Thanks for listening uh, in Stevens Point. Baltimore's a great op- uh, a great team to look at. The Colts are another good team to look at with Carson Wentz, and they're expected to be a Super Bowl-type uh, contending-type team, depending on how well Carson Wentz uh, fits in. Who, by the way, if you weren't paying attention, the Colts drafted a quarterback last year, 
And the Colts drafted the quarterback from Texas this year. So there are now two young quarterbacks on that roster behind Carson Wentz, who wasn't so happy about Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia being drafted. He's got two guys to contend with uh, right now in Indianapolis. But again, that team, again, if, if you're talking about going for a Super Bowl, the only difference there is Chris Ballard views draft picks like gold. Uh if he'd be willing to deal a first-round draft pick or whatever for Devonta Adams, I think that's something worth considering. So now Devonta Adams with some cryptic tweets and Instagram posts and so forth today, uh, just happening moments ago here during Sparky's Midday Madness. Uh, and just to reiterate, if he don't want to be here, then goodbye. Goodbye. I, same with Rodgers. I, I, I am at that point now where, listen, either you are – on this ship, and you are a part of this, or you're not. The one thing Murphy should have learned from going through this thing with Brett Favre is the longer this drags out, the worse it will be for everybody involved. It just will be. Who in the, that organization wants to live through three to six months to a year of what you already lived through once? Why would you want to put yourself in that in that 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 deal for? Why? It doesn't make any sense. He doesn't want to go through this. Rodgers, I promise you, he wants this over as soon as possible. He wants it done. Every member of that Packers locker room currently, including the draft picks, they want this done as soon as possible because they don't want to deal with the media fallout when they start have to start reporting to doing different things in Green Bay. They don't want to deal with that. Absolutely not. All right, uh, I teased uh, Michael Silver from the NFL Network uh, and what he had to say earlier today uh, about feeling bad uh, for Matt LaFleur. We'll play that for you coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome back, Sparky's Midday Madness. I'm the fan, Steve Sparky Fiverr with you. Dan Plugger, executive producer, just like he is on the Wendy's Big Show here too. Rami coming up with the Rami Show from 3 until 6. And then, of course, after the last pitch, you always make the switch, fellow windows and doors. Up Wisconsin Post Game Show, driven by Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, comes up tonight with the franchise Tim Allen after the Brewers take on Philadelphia. Poor Dan Plucker was in here yesterday uh, after the Brewers got annihilated. Of all the games, Plucker, right? Of all the games. Hey, it was still a fun show. We we, we didn't focus necessarily on the 16-4 to loss. We focused on the three out of four wins go. against the Dodgers. In, in true series. Tim Allen let's, fashion. Let, let's focus on the positive yes. here. Let's talk about the Brewers, you know, yes. beating up some of the best teams in baseball, like the Dodgers yeah. and the Padres. I mean, six and one against the two of the best teams in the National League and sitting atop the NL uh, before yesterday's game as well. You have to be happy with it. I have not seen a stat yet, and I'm sure some of you may have. I may have missed it of the last MLB team with 16 guys on the IL at the same time. They have 16. How many teams have ever had 16 guys on the IL at the same time in Major League Baseball? Like, seriously, that is insane. Completely insane. But good news, Yelich and Kane should be back in this series, uh, according to counsel. So uh, we'll see if they play tonight or tomorrow. But at some point, we'll see those guys uh, back in the lineup. Rob, Northside, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Rob? Hey, good afternoon, guys. How's everyone going? Good. I had uh, did a little stat check-in. And if we were going to call the Oakland Raiders, they have Derek Carr on a two-year deal at $20 million a year. Yep. And two guys that are in there, they'll be in their third season, but are complete studs. Uh, D, defensive uh, and Crosby. Max Crosby. Crosby. Yep. 
and you got Mullen as a starting cornerback who's a shutdown guy. Yep. Put him next to uh, Jair. And my goodness, our defense could go from top 10 to top 5. Well, here you go. CBS Sports put out a potential offers that the Broncos and Raiders could make. And uh, here are a couple. Derek Carr, a 2022 first, a 2023 first, and a 2024 first-round pick. Another offer, Henry Ruggs III, formerly of Alabama wide receiver, 2022 first, 2023 first, 2024 first, 2022 second, 2023 fourth. And then the third offer was Max Crosby, the defensive end, the safety, Jonathan Abraham, a 2022 first, a 2023 first, a 2024 first, and a 2022 third. All of those deals seem pretty good uh, and hard to pass up. Well, you're getting, as you spoke earlier to, I think, the first caller you took, I don't need 25th picks. I want proven guys. That cornerback is a proven guy that is an upgrade from King. And uh, money-wise, we uh, Carl is $21 million this year and next. And uh, both of those guys, like I said, are on a rookie deal. So you're getting three starters. You're upgrading your defense. Derek Carr. Had a pretty good season last year. Is not a bad quarterback. You put him behind that old line. And I think in the NFC, hey, as long as you can stay healthy, you can go ahead and compete with Tampa Bay and get back to where you were uh, because this is very reminiscent now that Favre is with the, the retirement word has come up. It's taken me all the way back to 2005 and six, And the only thing we got for Brett Favre was a third-round pick that, ended up being traded, and it turned into, coupled with three or four of the picks, it turned into Clay Matthews. Oh, you're going to get more for Rodgers. You're going to get more for Rodgers. Hey, no question about that. You will get more than you did for Brett Favre. Not a question in my mind that you're going to get way more. Rodgers has won an MVP. I mean, you're going to get more for Aaron Rodgers than you did for Brett Favre. Have no fear. Now, players versus picks, that's that's up to you. He says Players. Derek Carr. If Derek Carr is a starting quarterback, how much better is this football team uh, than if Jordan Love is a starting quarterback? I, I would think you're probably better. It would buy you two years to let Derek Carr be that guy uh, and go forward. Does that make you a playoff team? Yes. I think Derek Carr, you're a playoff team. Does Derek Carr get you to a Super Bowl? I'm not certain of that, but you would definitely be a playoff team. With Jordan Love, we have no idea what it would be. You don't know if you'd be a playoff team. One of the bottom teams in the NFL, a middle of the road team, and that that there is just a huge question mark as far as how good this team would be with Jordan Love. All right, I keep teasing it. I want to play before I get out of here because otherwise, I'm going to be teasing something we never get to. Uh, Michael Silver, NFL Network, has been on the Big Show numerous times, been on other programs on this station as well. Uh, talks about Matt Lafleur and what he deems as just a horrible weekend uh, for Matt Lafleur. It's a couple minutes long. Check this out again. This is from NFL Network. Well, the job is not team builder, it's not roster compiler, it's general manager. And sometimes you need to manage uh, your best player. And the guy that I really feel for in this situation is Matt LaFleur, who's done such a great job, 26-6 and in two seasons, had that offense at an insane level. And in most organizations, it's collaborative. In this organization, uh, the way it's always been is, is the coaches – uh, are just told here deal with it and Matt LaFleur has been dealing with this for three months we're talking about a guy who is 
all in on Aaron Rodgers, flew out to see him in L.A., but he can only do so much. So imagine you're Matt LaFleur now and it's draft day. Uh, your mentor and good friend Kyle Shanahan, who certainly understands what you've been grappling with these last few months, a uniquely challenging situation. Meanwhile, Kyle has spent three months or has spent weeks. The draft's all about him. You don't know who he's going to take at three. He seems to be enjoying that immensely. Ha, ha, ha. We're taking someone you don't know who it is. But you're going to get Trey Lance. What a great day. No. You've got to call up now and try to take the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, who you know is disgruntled, and make a trade for him on draft day. Imagine if you were Matt LaFleur. That's your friend. That's your mentor. Matt LaFleur, a guy who by all accounts in this business, treats people well and is well-liked and everybody loves working for him, does right by people. And he has been dealing with this stress for months. He may not be coaching Aaron Rodgers anymore. That's a huge blow. Look what their offense has done. And now the 49ers are making that run for him on draft day. I, I, a lot of people had rough draft weekends. I think Matt LaFleur might have uh, been the winner in that regard. So there is Michael Silver on NFL Network. Now, Dan Plucker uh, earlier came in here because we knew we were going to play this Silver Samba talking about Shanahan uh, and LaFleur. And you said, uh, Plucker, that Shanahan did actually call LaFleur, right? Uh, and talk to LaFleur before the Niners actually called the Packers. Yeah, that was on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, Shanahan was on today, and he said that he and LaFleur had a conversation. LaFleur said, uh, don't even waste your time. But then John Lynch still made the call to Brian Gudikins to see if there was something that they could work out. And obviously, Gudikins said no and hung up the phone. <laughs> this is this is the thing, though. If you're John Lynch, you have to do that. You have to oh, do oh, that. Oh, absolutely. And if, if Roger's agent calls Denver and says, hey, man, he has interest in blame for y'all. He wants to get the heck out. You have to call. If he calls Mayock and Gruden with in Vegas and says the same thing, Mayock has to call. Like even though Mayock may not think there's a chance, and you know what, of this actually happening, he still has to call. Because if Goody says, "Yeah, we're open for business," then you're like, "Oh crap! I'll call you right back. Let me put something together." Right? I mean that. But you at least have to make the courtesy call to see where are we at on this deal. Right? Are we at the point where you're ready to trade him? It doesn't appear it got to that point. And now you're in a situation of now if they're going to trade him, the most financial sense it makes for this to work for the Packers is you trade him after June 1st because you save millions of dollars against your cap by moving him after first after June 1st. So that'll be the next time we start talking about trade possibilities and so forth. Feeling bad for Matt LaFleur, like Michael Silver said. I'm struggling with that one. Struggling. Can't say I feel bad for Matt LaFleur. No. No, no, no. Then saw how you reacted in the Jordan Love pick. We all saw it. It was on TV. You were giddy as all get out. Now, because of the situation, now you're being painted as the good guy. You're the good guy to Aaron. You love Aaron. You always wanted Aaron. You can't have Aaron leave. Okay. So now you're the good guy. Fine. Go play your role. I get it. Or I have to play this role because my guy, Jordan Love, isn't ready, so I better act like I give a dang about Aaron Rodgers and try and keep him because otherwise we're going to look horrible having to put Jordan Love out there right away. Feel bad for? Mm. No. 
definitely do not feel bad uh, for Aaron Rodgers. All right, coming up next, Gilbert Brown, the grave digger. Yeah, Packer Hall of Famer. He joined us a little bit earlier today uh, on the Wendy's Big Show. So good. Dan Plucker was writing down topic after topic after topic after topic idea as Gilbert Brown was talking and dropping bombs all over the place. If you missed Gilbert Brown earlier, stay tuned. You will not want to miss it. That's coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. But first, let me tell you all about the guys over at Young Express. John Young and his crew do a great, great job. And they're continuing to grow, right? Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? A company that's been in business for over 30 years? Of course you would. They're currently looking to add to their sales department. Now, this is what Young Express is looking for. High degree of integrity. All right. Willing to prospect new business via phone, email, and social selling. Reliable transportation, because you're going to have to drive places. Willingness to travel within an assigned territory. Outside sales experience is the in the transportation industry required. It's required now. So... If you've done this before, they really, really want to talk to you. Excellent written oral and face-to-face communication skills are essential. Closing and follow-up skills are a must, something I struggled with in my brief sales career. What you can expect, well, 40-hour work week, salary plus commissions, bonuses, and contests, existing book of business from day one, that's a big deal. Because if you start with nothing, it's going to be very tough to make money probably without that existing book of business. Expense account with generous mileage reimbursement, health insurance, 401k with up to a 3% company match, and profit sharing. That's a nice one, too. Paid holidays, personal days, and vacation days. Cell phone, tablet, and all sales promotion materials provided to you by the company. Email your resume right now to jyoung, J-J-U-N-G, at youngexpress.com. Or simply go to youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G, express.com. Young Express. Success drives them. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. Mike Clemens uh, chiming in earlier. I didn't see his text. As far as backup quarterbacks uh, for uh, Aaron Rodgers at this point, he said, to your point about quarterbacks, uh, Gutekunst uh, admitted he needs at least two arms for camp behind Jordan Love. He said maybe one of them could be an experienced guy. May 1st list of NFL free agents with Sheldon Richardson, Casey Hayward, Charles Leonard has zero quarterbacks out of 100 players listed. Okay, well, that's not good. Maybe you get Fitzpatrick out of retirement, right? I mean, he's he's available. Get Ryan Fitzpatrick, come out of retirement, play for a half a year. He's used to being taken advantage of and used and then replaced by younger quarterbacks. That's happened forever. All right, let's hear from Gilbert Brown. He joined the Wendy's Big Show earlier. You are not going to want to miss this. Start off first just asking Gilbert, no, what do you thought about all the drama between Rodgers and the Packers right now? All I know is, do you want to be the how you say it, regime that sets the Packers Packers back thirty years again? Because there is no other talent that compares. So why do you want to mess with this man right now? Why? So what should they do, Gilbert? Well. Since there's nobody out there like that, I would say, sir, whatever you want, (laughs) (laughs) whatever you need. Sir, uh, you start with the word, sir. Yeah, (laughs) sir. (laughs) I saw saw the news. I saw him at the Kentucky Derby without a care in the world. Well, no, he's got plenty of money. Plenty of money. Yeah. Plenty of money. He ain't, I don't even think he probably spent this money since the first State Farm commercial. You're right. 
You know, the, the thing about this is we go back to the whole Brett Favre Packers fiasco and Rodgers was that second guy for a number of years and then finally got mm-hmm. to start. Everybody thought it was over after Brett and the Packers, you know, pull another Hall of Famer out of their hat. Now you have Jordan Love, who really got screwed uh, as far as that pandemic goes last year. No preseason games, really didn't get to do anything. So he lost that whole year of development. Uh, I don't know if anybody believes he's ready to go, not even having snapped an, uh, a, a, you know, a football uh, since his senior year in college or whatever. But now from the Packers' perspective, and I was looking online at proposed trades and so forth, CBS Sports uh, had a story out, and it's, you know, a player, three number one draft picks, a two, a four, and all of this. I mean, we're talking about deal the size of a Herschel Walker type deal in order to get Aaron Rodgers, who, you know, isn't a 25 year old anymore, an older player that has three years left on his contract. If it's you, Gilbert, would you want players in return or would you want draft picks in return if it comes to this and he just refuses to play for you? I wouldn't want nothing in return. Nothing. You can trade him for the whole Chicago Bears team that we still will be uh, on the weak side. You know what I mean? I mean, come on, man. I mean, at the end, I mean, if you go back and look at the history, all these great quarterbacks, when when their team like Montana and Brett and everybody was going down, they was not at the level of where Aaron Rodgers was. Is so. Why are you messing with this man? I, I, I just, I, I just don't get. It. Even if he wants to be a prima donna, let him. Because <laughs> you know that's that, what it is right now, right? Yeah, yeah that's I what mean, it feels you, like. You know how quarterbacks yeah, are, man. Right. We, we we've been with them all around. We know right. them better than the, the fans do, and they are prima donnas. I don't give a damn what you say, but. In our instance, man, you got to do what you got to do because but but here's here's the whole thing. You got a prima donna on one side, and you got arrogance on the other side. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So when them two clash, but as a player, we are always going to look like the bad guy. Yes. The organizations go make it that way. Right. And that goes into my next point, Gilbert. I think if you look at the end of the day, you're right. You know, there's word out that he wants Gutenkunst fired. He's not coming back. I mean, there's no positive spin that Rodgers can put on this to make himself look good. Yeah, but see, who you think leaking that out? Well, they're saying Rodgers people are leaking that out. Okay, okay. Because he wants out. That's how bad he wants out. But you know good and well. If that if that if that has to be the 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 thing, somebody on the arrogant side is going to leak out as much bad on that side as they can. Well, I think that's it, but Gilbert, I think you're right. And if you look at the two styles of reporting being happening right now since last Thursday, it appears based on the styles of who's reporting what that Schefter and ESPN is getting fed by Rogers and his agent, and the NFL Network, Ian Rapport, and so forth are being fed by the Packers. For instance, now this morning, Rappaport had put out a tweet that the Packers were trying to get up and take the wide receiver Jefferson out of LSU last year. Couldn't get it done. They were trying to get up to get Ayuk 
uh, who the Niners took uh, a pick before them. Couldn't get it done. So once they couldn't get the two receivers they wanted, then they traded up to get the quarterback, Jordan Love. I'm not sure I believe it, but that's what's being put out there now by the Packers side of things. But but here here's the thing, man. I mean, until you sit down with Aaron Rodgers and really hear it come right. out of his mouth, right. do you really think Aaron Rodgers is, is scared of a Jordan? What's his name? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Come on, he man. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't he, be. Yeah, because you know that you have to put you have to have some type of talent. As but I'm gonna tell you this: the situation between Brett and the organization and Aaron and the organization, I think, is totally different. It's totally different when you when you sit there and you really sit back and look at things. But to me, that Jordan Love doesn't have any inkling in it because if you go back and you see Aaron coming out of college and Jordan Love coming out of college, I, I believe Aaron was a better quarterback, I think. But then again, when you put them two in the factor, Jordan Love, he needs time to mature. You ain't going to get rid of your ace and put this fool in and let him kill the team. <laughs> Go ahead, Steve. I, I, I want to just follow up on what you just said. You said that Rodgers versus Favre and the relationships with the organization are two totally different scenarios in your mind. Can you dive deeper into that and explain how they're different? Well, I mean, it, it goes back to over, over time and over relationships that people and fans don't see in the organization. You know, and then you get a guy that was walking around acting like he no talent, then to become the talent dude is trying to tell you what to do. Now, this one with 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 a young coach, uh, you got you got the organization saying one thing, you the media part of it is so different now is that they try to turn a team into turmoil by certain things that happen on the field between a coach and a player, and then add on top of that the new dude, the new talent dude, and his views. You see what I'm saying? So right. to me personally, if you upstairs, keep your ass upstairs. Oops. If you if, if you got a head coach and a, and a player that's, that's bucking heads, then let them handle that. But don't leak out stuff or say things that the media is going to get, and then they're going to twist it up to be something else. Because if you go back to my term, terminology of Brett and everybody else, I said you got this car and you got a driver. If the car hit somebody, who do you blame, the car or the driver? That was Brett's situation. Here, Aaron is, 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 is used to getting everything given to him on a silver platter. Now you got this other dude and this other guy that said, well, wait a minute. Now, you know, and, and, and the situation starts sour. And somebody got to stand up and say, hey, look, man, let's just stop this, this stuff and, 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 and figure out a way to keep this team together. Because I really believe if you let Aaron Rodgers go, we're going to go back to the 30-year slump. It very well could be. Let me ask you this. Where do you come out on – uh, the organization not giving Aaron Rodgers enough weapons to win a Super Bowl. It's 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 crazy, man. You can come up, which they usually do, come up with every excuse in the book instead of getting the right players. I don't care if if he's a veteran. 
I don't care if he's this or that. You got to go get him because if the guy, if your number one guy say, I need help at this, why are you going to turn your head and get somebody that you want? No. Get that man what he wants so if he fall on his face, then you can say, hey, man, this is what you want. Now can we go do our job? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes you got to do that. To, if a guy think he is the best thing since sliced bread, and you say, okay, well, here it is. I gave you this piece. I gave you this piece. And we still not winning. What you supposed to do? You did know you, what I'm saying? Did you, you ever feel that way? Feel, did you ever feel huh? that way? Did you ever feel that way as a, as a Packer when you were playing? In your, I, I should say in your latter years? Because early on, you guys had everybody. Right. But well, did you feel got, that way at the I mean, end of yeah, your career? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I mean, certain key players. I, I mean, I would have. But it, it was it was crazy because if you go to the Super Bowl, right, and you got the you got the nucleus to start a dynasty, why would you let people walk away? Why would you let key components walk away? I would if, if I was a GM. And I had a Keith Jackson, and I had a Sean Jones, and they was talking about, okay, well, we're just going to retire. And they could be just running off at the mouth, but they just want somebody <laughs> to want them. I would have got on my knees and said, please come back. I need you. Please come back. Please get Desmond Howard the little cheese that he wants so we can run the table for a dynasty. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, that some people's views are different. They are. But then again, sometimes you got to do what you got to do to keep winning the game. He is Gilbert Brown, Packers Hall of Fame defensive tackle, a.k.a. the Grave Digger. Follow him on Twitter at Gilbert Brown. Last thing, we only got a couple minutes left here. Lance Leopold, formerly of uh, Whitewater, obviously at Buffalo, now the new head coach at your alma mater, Kansas. Congratulations. The Les Miles thing turned out to be a complete fiasco. Uh, but I, I, you got I a, like you Miles. got a good dude and a good coach, and I, I think he's going to help turn that thing around. <laughs> what you say, Gary? I like Les Miles. That was a fiasco. Les Miles was a little naughty, man. I don't know. I don't a know little, like yeah. Right. I don't know if I like him, man. But this <laughs> Leopold dude, what, what's 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 the stats on the Leopold dude? Is he pretty good? Yeah, he just won championships year after year at Whitewater. Then went to Buffalo and turned around Buffalo in short order in the last few years. He's really good, man. And I, I think if you you and the rest of the alma mater get to know him, I think you guys will love him. He's a good dude. But that Big 12 conference is so tough, man. It is. It is? Who's it's in, so tough to – who's, uh, who's in the Big 12? Who in the Big 12? Yeah. Man, they, I know you – man, be quiet, Big 10. Be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the Big 12 was tough. They play football it, in the it, Big 12. It's tough because of the way that we like to run the ball and do different things, and and the talent is so different from the Big Ten to the Big Twelve. That's why y'all never get talent in the Big Ten. Oh, I wish we had another hour just for Gilbert and Gary to yell about Big Ten versus Big Twelve. That would have been so much fun. That would have been great. There is Gilbert Brown from earlier. Rami Maklov oh, ready for his show to start here. The Rami Show. What do you got coming up today, buddy? Oh, big show today. And no, that I was ten to two. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. I don't know what to do at three thirty, Sparky. So I'm just taking it. To you do know what to do. I'm just taking it to the people. I'm just taking it to the people. Okay, what is it? So obviously, this Rogers thing is front of mind. Top of show, no doubt about that. Right? Aaron Rodgers drama, yes. Aaron Rodgers drama, and I still have the longest list of questions in the history. It's good. Of lists I'm of questions get you to training camp. when it comes to for sure. Yeah. So I could talk about Aaron Rodgers for three hours, but first of all, we got Tim Allen at four thirty. So as we stop do every Monday, talk for we're going to talk Brewers there and have and our last 
Not our last mock draft, but our last like daily mock draft. It's going to become a weekly segment after that. You should that, do. The draft do you mockery. have a topic? I don't think we do yet. Tim, you should do four rounds comes up with that. of players the Brewers miss most of the 16 on the I.L. Okay, I don't. That doesn't sound like fun. That sounds like no fun at all. Um, but that Ross, like Ross, work. Ross Uglum of PackerReport.com, he's going to join us at four. Obviously, we're talking about. So we have a three thirty to four chunk here, where I feel like I should talk about the Bucks, and mm. I, I think deep down I want to talk about the Bucks. Giannis said that game meant nothing, and yesterday. a big, and that's what I want to talk about. Well, what's there to talk about? He told you you don't need to talk about it. It didn't mean. You know anything. what? That's a, that's actually a fair point. He I just had, told I you. I hadn't even thought about that. Mommy, it don't mean anything, dude. Talk Packers. I had, Robbie said, you know, I think you're wrong, Giannis. <laughs> I think I'm going to do some box talk instead. What? What's going on? And you know the boss always says, play the hits. That's that's his mantra in this business. So, I, I Best don't, player on that team said, not a big I deal. I don't know what to do at 3.30. There's a Twitter poll up right now. I can't promise that the results of that Twitter poll are binding and that if you vote well, we'll Bucks, see. we will talk Bucks. But right. I just want to know what people want at 3.30. I got yeah. Juicy Juicy Rogers so, conspiracy theories at the top. Oh, good. I like conspiracy theories. 3.34, who knows? Right. Ross Uglum, 4 o'clock. He's Tim good. Allen, 4.30. Pickle Lane, 5 o'clock. Yeah. That's a show. It's a real long three-hour show, hour show you got there. That's a show. I feel like you're going to start and it's going to be over. I t- every day, I cram four hours of show into a three-hour bag, Sparky. That's my promise to the people. Hmm. He is Rami Maglov, the Rami Show, coming up next. Help him figure out what to do on his show from 3.30 to 4. He so needs hard. your help. I want to talk about that. I was so – I enjoyed watching that game yesterday so it was. much. And I watched Giannis it on delay. Up, Giannis threw up a 50 spot. We can't yeah. not talk about Giannis throwing up a 50 that, spot. That may be the best overall offensive performance I've seen. That was that. amazing. It was. I think we're going to not talk the about it? best overall offensive. If he me. plays like that in the playoffs, he'll have a chance. Can he do that consistently? We'll I need see. people to think for me next on 1250 AM. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.